Listeners, hello and welcome to this week's episode of 321GO Podcast. We're joined by the founder and CEO of 321GO Project, Clay Weldon. Uh, We're talking about a few things here. Uh, We're talking about some updates that we've made on our hub platform lately. Uh, We talk actually about Clay's story when it comes to founding 321GO Project. And more specifically, we kind of dive into the experience of an entrepreneur when their back is against the wall. Hell, we even dig into what it's like to navigate your relationships, your family, and your marriage as it relates to entrepreneurship. So we kind of head down some rabbit holes today, but we end up in a good place. We talk about our Gym Owners Growth Summit that we have coming up, some of the speakers that we have involved with that, and uh, also talk about kind of the future of marketing. This is sort of Clay's bread and butter is marketing. Uh, More specifically, we talk about this sort of gut feeling that we both have that email marketing automation is sort of on its way out. Uh, I think email automation will always be a part of marketing, but I think having email marketing automation be the sole cornerstone of your marketing platform is probably not going to be something that we'll be talking about uh, within the next year or two. So we kind of share some predictions that we see the, the marketing world trending towards. So as a reminder, today's episode is brought to you by Icon Athlete Affiliate Programming by Mr. Chris Spieler. Uh, speaking of which, Chris will be speaking at our Gym Owners Growth Summit. It is an online virtual summit, so you don't have to make travel arrangements or pay for a hotel or hell, you don't even need to pay admission to this thing. It's free for everybody. So head over to gymownersgrowthsummit.com. Um, if you want to find out about some of the programming options Chris has over at Icon Athlete, head over to iconathlete.com slash 321go. Thanks for tuning in. As a reminder, listeners, please head over to iTunes. Throw us a review so we can continue to bring this show to you free every week. And uh, we've got some great guests lined up. So head over and do that. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. Hey, guys. uh, CrossFit Games are upon us, and it's a great opportunity for me to introduce you to the newest sponsor of the 321GO podcast, and that is InBody USA. You guys have probably heard of InBody. They're a a body composition scanner. It's quick, easy, uh, super accurate bioelectrical impedance scanning uh, that tells you things like uh, body fat percentage, lean muscle mass, hydration, all kinds of different data. Uh, this is a product that I use in my gym. I used it to launch our nutrition programs. It's a great tool that you can offer people uh, as they come in for some type of intro. Uh, I've heard gyms take them to health fairs or you can take them to 5Ks. It's a great marketing tool. And during the week of the games, InBody has a special offer just for our listeners. Uh, if you're interested in the InBody, they're offering you $50 off their 270 model, 125 bucks off the 570, and $250 off their flagship 770 model. Not only that, but uh, just for our listeners, you can get a, a consultation package, sort of throwing in a lot of extras uh, with your InBody machine. It'll be a, a nice little display for you, a printer desk. You've got packable ottomans for people to sit on while they're getting ready to do the tests, uh, a nice branded carpet for in front of the device, 
and you also get an extra one-year warranty. So if you have been following anything that InBody does or you know of other gym owners that have one, the week of the games is the time to jump on this. Like I said, they're a great company. Uh, I use it. It's a super effective machine that pays for itself really quickly, especially if you're thinking about offering some nutrition services. So if you're interested in it, reach out to my man, John Ross over at InBody, uh, john.ross at InBody.com. I'll post this in the show notes. Uh, I've got a cell phone number uh, I'll give to you. You can reach out to me directly, matt at 321goproject.com. But if you're interested, just mention you heard this on the 321 Go podcast uh, to get the discount off the machine of your choice and also that very comprehensive consultation package included. Again, uh, check out InBody USA uh, for the discount off the machines. And uh, this offer is going to be going through the games. So check it out. All right, here we go. And welcome to another episode of 321 Go Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Scanlon, joined by the founder and CEO of 321 Go Project, Clay Weldon. How are you, sir? I'm great. Thanks Thanks for having me on again, Matt. Uh so this is the first time I've noticed in right behind you, there's a poster I see. We get on video calls all the time. So these are, what are those Jeep Wranglers behind you? Yes, they are. Yeah? All, all different years. Yeah. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a lover of Jeeps. I've actually had six. Have you really? You're <laughs> yeah. Jeepless right now though, aren't you? It hurts so much. I'm not going to lie. Yes. My girls are like, Dad, seriously. Yeah, I got rid of my last one because it had like 35-inch tires, 2-inch lift, and we were taking our little gymnast girl. We were driving, geez, uh, oh my gosh, four hours a day, two hours there and back, and then it was so – that the Jeep was not cutting it. So, <laughs> Oh, that's funny. Um, so I, I am going to have to apologize, Clay, if – so. As we were just talking about, I just got back from vacation, and uh, we went and swam in these things called uh, cenotes, which are these mm-hmm. like big freshwater springs, and they're the water's really cold. It's like fifty or fifty-five degrees, and they've got platforms that you jump into these things and zip lines that you you go across them. But I I spent so much time like kind of swimming and playing and diving in these things while I was gone that I've I've completely lost hearing in one ear. So so I'm actually Matt, <laughs> I feel so bad for you. I mean it's <laughs> um, I feel really bad, buddy. I mean, can you feel it? I mean, no, I'm trying really hard. All I feel is sarcasm coming from you. Well, let's see yeah. here. I'm I'm in, I'm picturing you in your board shorts. A zip line jumping off a platform into probably like amazingly clear water. Like, uh, well, that's that's about it, man. Uh, so I, I say all that. So if I'm if I'm like modulating my voice weird, I really can't hear myself. So just give me <laughs> just give me like a signal if I sound goofy. Ooh, we'll suffer through this. Um, uh, so Clay, we've got a lot of things to talk about. Uh, on the last episode, I sort of hinted at this big announcement and teased it a little bit. Uh, I want to flesh this out a little bit more with you, but before we get there, I want to just kind of – I want to talk about your story a little bit more and connect that with the, the founding of 321 Go. And I've kind of known your story of founding the company for a while now, but I was just sort of reminded – of that experience and why I've always really been 
like drawn to you and sort of resonated with your story a lot after listening to you on the GSD Entrepreneur Podcast. And I think the reason is is that with three, two, one, go, you were sort of forced to make it work. Like you were, you were sort of back against the wall, and it had to work. And that's what I really like about you. Those entrepreneurial stories where somebody either jumps off the ledge, quits their job, and does their thing, or uh, they're laid off, and they're like, I've, "I have no other choice but to figure something out." Uh, so I'd like to just hear that story again from you uh, about the the founding in those early days of three two one go um yeah I, I agree with you and it's it's sort of like if i had to do it again what i want to have been what i want to have been like let go or like when they closed the whole division like back in 2008 but that's really kind of when it all started and honestly before that before like 2007 2008 when the whole like downturn happened like my mindset was never to like, hey, start my own business. It just it just wasn't there. Just for whatever reason, my parents had had their own business, and I'd always done side graphic design projects and things like that. But I'd never, I'd never thought, hey, I want to do this. You know, just the security that and the, <laughs> the security and fear or whatever it was of doing it on my own was just just was too much, and I never even considered it. So, but when you're put in a position <laughs> where you don't have a choice, right? There is no other choice. And you're either like, okay, like you, I've got four kids, a wife, like responsibilities, two dogs, like you gotta, you gotta make it work, you know? And so when, um, when I was working for Fiskars, big corporation, um, they make the garden tools that you see at like Home Depot and Lowe's and the orange handled scissors, when they closed their whole division and it was like 70, 70 people that were let go, I was one of those. And um, it was a complete shock, so much so that I was actually flown out to Wisconsin. That's when their headquarters are. And what they told me was it was going to be a strategy session, which was a complete lie. I was um, flown out there to, to be told, hey, we're letting you go. And so that was crazy to me. And it would just so happen that the next day we were supposed to close on our home. Like, so when I say close, we were supposed to refinance. Um, and so, um, when couldn't, it didn't happen. Like I was let go and I tried to work it out and just, they were like, no, we can't approve that you're employed. And so I wasn't employed. So I told my wife in the hotel room, yep, we're, we can't like, we, we can't make this work. So, at that point, I was I was like, all right, now what do I do? You know, I had a little bit of severance. Actually, I had three months of severance, which was awesome. And so I'm like, all right, three months, I can I can find a job, and didn't happen, right? No one was hiring for marketing. That was like mar- marketing design. Like everybody was just trying to hang on because they're like, it was a lot of fear right then, and things were happening really quick, and just the economy and all that stuff. So. I was like, what the heck? So I was like, kept fine-tuning my resume, kept fine-tuning my, fine-tuning my resume, and didn't work. I mean, people just weren't interested, and I actually had a pretty good resume, you know, and just of stuff that I had done. So I was like, well, I mean, I was able to pick up a couple side design projects, websites, and things like that, and which was great. Um, but man, it was a it was such a struggle because. Here I am, like the fear and like as a as a husband and dad, you want to take care of your family. But it was a struggle every day. I woke up thinking, "What the heck am I going to do?" And so, um, so just working through that, 
um, I ended up getting a couple projects and they ended up going really, really well. And so just like a little like thing inside of me started to flip a switch where I was like, wait a minute here, there's actually something to this, you know? And so that's when I was like, I got to a point where I'm like, not that I'm not going to put my resume out there because that was probably the fear part of me, just wanting to get that security. But I just started to shift my focus to going after more one-off projects or um, projects where I could kind of build my own little deal. And and I got to a point where I'm like, you know what? My resume is not getting updated. It hadn't been updated for a month or two. And I just focused on getting new projects. And so that was the shift. And so that happened for a couple of years. And then, uh, and then in... Um, uh, still struggling. I'm not going to lie. It was a rough couple of years, rough couple of years. Like I can remember, I can remember not having enough money. We lived in park city, which is crazy expensive already, but um, just barely trying to make a mortgage for our house that we had um, that we, we didn't, I didn't, I know this is a crazy stories because you hear it all the time, but I didn't even have enough money to go down to Salt Lake. My, my little girl, the cross back this down to the ground there and pick her up with gas. Like we didn't have enough money. I was, I was seriously walking around the house looking for change to get enough, like five bucks to go pick her up. And I, cause I was waiting for a check or from a website project or whatever. And I'm just like, we had nothing. And so that was really that was that was really good on frugality, you know what I mean? It was a really good <laughs> lesson there. But um, so that was a, that was a shift. But we were able to make it through it. And then in 2010 is when when I um, the light bulb moment came on for me, where I'm like I had been introduced to CrossFit, had really changed my life, and and in the sense that I was able to say, okay, hey, I got this fitness thing. If I'm able to do things within there, what else am I capable of? Like if this workout I look at, I'm like, well, it's crazy hard. I can't do it. And the end of the workout, I do it. Like, what else am I capable of? Like, how can this apply to the rest of my life? And so I had been doing some projects and I I, I didn't, I enjoyed it because it was super creative, but I always had to go through that discovery process, right? With with clients, orthodontists, all that kind of stuff. So I wanted to, decided, um, I was doing Chris's marketing at Chris Beeler across the Park City and and we um, was doing all of his and he was traveling and he was coming back saying, Clay, a lot of gyms need like what you're doing for me. They need that help. So then the idea came on, what if we shift it? What if we kind of focus on becoming the experts at this industry, this specific niche, and and be able to kind of provide the information for these new gyms starting up who don't have the resources that since CrossFit's not a franchise, that they're left to figure this business thing out on their own. So that's how 321Go was born. And um, yeah, it's been such a fun journey ever since. But that's that the concept, it took a a good year we started it took a year almost to the date to kind of prove that concept but i knew it was a good one we just had to get in front of the right people so man i have so many questions (laughs) around this story the first i mean first of all very practically this i i would like to have been a fly on the wall with this meeting that they fly you out there for you know what i mean is it (laughs) it just seems so weird that hey we're gonna fly you out here uh we're gonna have this meeting and so, I mean, was it literally you sat down at a desk and they're like, uh, yeah, man, sorry, you're fired? Yeah, so I went into <laughs> the meeting. Um, I know, right? It almost seems like that's not that doesn't really happen. You see about it, it in a movie, you know, know, but I mean, like, that truly happened. The month, two months beforehand, they had given me a bonus. And it wasn't a lot, but it was like, it was $6,500. So like, you're doing amazing, you're doing awesome work. And I'd never gotten that. So I'm like... A month before, they gave me a great bonus. I'm like, this is cool. Like, they're going out for a strategy session, what we're going to be doing for the next 90 or whatever, um, six months. So I went out there, 
And the guy before me, like, came back, was a friend of mine, and he's just like, it's not good. And that's about all I got to go into the meeting. And they're like, we love what you've done. You've done an amazing job. But, but you're, you're, you're gone. That was insane. That was insane. And that's exactly how it happened. And so, um, honestly, that was it for me. Like, there's a couple things. You come to things like these big things in your life where you're like, I'm never going to do that again. Like you make mistakes and a lot of mistakes, you just keep making them over and over. And it's just because either the way you're wired or whatever, but sometimes things happen that they leave a huge mark on you, a mark on you, right? That was one of those moments. And I said to myself, it doesn't matter how hard I work. doesn't matter how hard I work. If I work for somebody else, it's all about the decisions that they make. And if they make a bad decision, I could work super hard, but I'm gone. So for me, that just kind of left a bad taste for like just corporations and not saying that they're all like that, but my experience was not a good one. And so that was sort of like the defining moment that I'm like, I got to figure this out on my own. So you were talking about the early days of starting 321 Go. And I don't think there's many gym owners listening to this right now. I think a lot of us can relate with this idea of man, is this thing going to work out? Like, I know that I felt that. I felt that a lot when I first quit my job and I was, uh, went to run the gym full time. I was like, man, this could be really bad. This could be a sort of two year break in my resume. And if this thing goes under, I'm going to have to sit in in a job interview and they're going to ask me what, what's up with this two year break in your resume and I'm going to have to say I had a failed business, you know, and that's that's just not going to be a great conversation. I was always going over and over in my head. Uh, but at the end of the day, I was like, I always felt I was going to be fine. I don't have kids. I've got like one dog in a condo, right? <laughs> like <laughs> at the end of the day, like I I'm like, man, I could always just go hang drywall and be fine. You know, that was sure. always my worst case scenario. But Clay. In these early days of starting your business, you had a large family. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Whose fault was to. that, right? I mean, these kids weren't given to me. That was my choice I made, right? Right. But, I, mean, I mean, so we made that choice to have those kids. Oh, so of course. Because we made that choice, it's my responsibility to take care of them. And I mean, I think perspective is, is definitely important, too. I mean, you don't have kids, which I, I get. But if you had kids, you would just do whatever you needed to make it happen. Like in college, I was... Uh, I did fine dining as a server, right? Through all through college, I did that, and so during those days of starting three, two, one, go, and and, um, and doing the side project after I let go, that was the top of my mind. Is okay. I can always go back and and do fine dining, you know, if if I need to do that. So you just you just do what you have to do. I mean, you just there's so many stories of of that, like single moms or single dads or whatever it may be that just they do whatever they need to. You know, or I mean, you go hungry and you lose a home, and <laughs> your kids are like, uh, "What do we do, Dad?" <laughs> so it's a lot of responsibility. Yeah. I mean, it, it really is, and those were really, really hard days. And um, but they also, they're, they're those days kind of really help help you um, not only teach your kids lessons, but they they actually they either destroy your marriage. <laughs> Or they help your marriage, you know, yeah. and we had really, really hard times as well. Because anytime you talk, anytime finances come into a marriage, it's crazy hard. And we had, geez, multiple years where we didn't have any money. Mm-hmm. So 
that put a lot of stress on our marriage. But at this point, like, it's okay. We've been through that. So we're like, we look at, I mean, this is, we are no better. Cause I'm telling you, me, my wife and I, <laughs> we battle. We're both very like driven and all that stuff. And we still battle. So we do not have a perfect marriage, but we know we look around and see all these couples giving up and we're like, like, we know you pretty well. Like we know you've had tough times and um, we're not judging you. So I'm not saying that we're here judging all, all our friends and stuff that are getting divorced, but we're just looking at them saying, you know what? Like you can, you could probably make it through this. You're just choosing the easy route. You know what I mean? And that may not be the right, right way. So, well, you know, there's like, honestly, a really interesting thread that I saw in a Facebook group the other day of gym owners. Um, and, Somebody just asked, like, just straight up, uh, hey, guys, does owning a business really, is that, is, are your marriages really rocky right now, too? <laughs> and all of these people jumped yeah. in, and they're like, yes, dude, it's really hard. Yeah. And on the other yeah. side of it, yes, things got better. But in, in that yeah. moment, it it is not, entrepreneurship sure. is not pleasant. It, no. Like, that's not how I would describe the experience. It's not. It's really not. You've got uh, you've got a you've got a whole. The journey is made up of mostly failures and small successes, and every once in a while you have a big success. But it's really mostly made of trying things. Didn't work. Huh. Okay. Try it again. Maybe worked a little bit, you know, but not really, you know. And then you keep, and then you get a little bit of success, and then it's like. Okay, well, well, that's good. Okay, I got that success. I'll keep trying. And then you kind of go through that process where it's just like, honestly, that's the way it is with life, right? I mean, anything you do, the only time I think you should really fail is if you've like proven the concept and you've and it doesn't work. You know, like you just you've you've done it as much as you can and you've given everything you can to the marriage or to the business or to the um, whatever it is the, that you're going after. And you've just, you've exhausted all the possibilities and you can honestly say in your gut, I've done everything I can. It's time to give up and move on, mm -hmm. you know? And, and I just think that I think a lot of times, and this is not a marriage podcast, but I think just for all those gym owners that are out there, like, um, there's a lot more than, than you think that you're capable of. So look at your marriage, like a CrossFit workout, right? It's not a it's not a quick fran sprint. It is definitely a long murph, right? With a vest, you know. You can finish and you can actually finish strong when you get to the end. You can be so glad that you did it or you can give up halfway through murph and that would suck. Mm -hmm. I mean like who gives up halfway through? Okay, I got like I don't know, 165 push-ups. I'll stop right here. You know what I mean? It's like no. They're going to be really slow, but I'm going to get them done. But I'll be so glad I did when I was done. So and and I agree. Yeah, this isn't you know that this isn't a marriage podcast, but it's it's honestly something we have not talked about mm -hmm. on the show. But it's something that's super important that a lot of our listeners are going through right now. And I mean, I can say personally, uh, you know, it's July, and I would say towards the end, towards the end of sixteen. And so far, like into 2017, has been the first time in my business. And, and uh, just this morning, I renewed my affiliate fees for the fifth year, <laughs> and which is a, kind of a cool. I love, mm -hmm. you know, I love doing that. Uh, but 
I would say the last nine months are the first time that that my wife and I have had like real money coming from the business, mm-hmm. right? And I mean, mm-hmm. there was like I always had a salary, you know, some some decent equity uh, distributions coming out of the business, but this is kind of the first time that it's been sort of mm-hmm. uh, what I would consider sort of changing the way that we live our lives, and I don't. And we look back on it now, and, and we just talked about this because we just got back from this awesome, beautiful vacation. And I and I remember telling my wife uh, three years ago, I was like, man, I, I, I think I'm going to feel guilty if I ever make substantial money doing this, right? Because I almost feel this like it needs to be too hard or mm-hmm. it needs to be this struggle or it needs to be this grind. And I feel like I look back on that now super proud of it mm-hmm. and, and and my wife and I look back on it and because it sucked so much we enjoy it now and mm-hmm. I don't think had we gone through just like a really shitty difficult time early on we we're just barely scraping by I don't think we'd have the appreciation of of what we have now and that's sort of I don't know that feels like human yeah. nature to me yeah I, I think you're right Matt and the thing that comes to mind because there's there's nothing wrong with enjoying the hard work that you've that you've the really really worked for. We're not talking for a week or two. We're talking at least four years <laughs> of hard work to be able to get to a point where you just said the last nine months. The last nine months out of five years. It's I mean, that's a long time. Yeah. That's a long time to really really like work and work and work and build processes and all that stuff. And so for you to enjoy that is great. But I also think that I think it's our it's our responsibility first i mean for the people that have a lot more than most people in this world have we're super fortunate so we have the ability we've got the mindset to work hard and not only that but we owe it to the people around us because if we can work hard then that and 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 create less stress for us work hard but i mean get to a point where we are comfortable and we can work hard and take care of our families then at that point if we're less stressed then we can turn our attention to other people. But until we're at a point where we're comfortable or working hard or building, um, we've built processes and systems around us, we're just so consumed with our own selves. We can't look out. We can't look out and find out, hey, okay, it's not about me anymore. Who else can I help, right? You can't do that if you're so stressed about money and stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's your responsibility to figure it out. Figure it out. Work hard. Absolutely for a time. There's a season in your life where you're going to work hard. But there's also another point in your life where hopefully you'll get to where you can say, okay, sweet. Now it's time to create a program like Build, like you're doing for cancer patients, that you can put focus into that and make sure it's a really good program, you know, that you're not so strapped for money that you can say, hey, okay, what's going on in my community that I can help, that I can do, that I can give back, you know? And I think it's not just a privilege that we have. I think it's as entrepreneurs, it's our responsibility. So I couldn't agree more, Clay. I've always avoided. I remember in the in the years that I was struggling, I would I would listen to podcasts uh, about running a gym, or you know read articles and blogs. I was just kind of always searching for something, and it, and I remember during that time when it was hard. I kept coming across this message of gym owners that had been in the game for a lot longer than me saying, hey, provide excellent customer service 
and the re- and e- and everything else will be taken care of. And I remember thinking, like, what are you talking about? Like, no, I, I'm barely, I barely have my head above water. I barely am and hang am hanging on, and I'm just now to the point to where that message is making sense to me. Of course, provide excellent customer service, but the thing. And this is the entire reason I started this podcast was because there are so many things that you need to do, really actionable, tangible tactics that you need to do in order to set yourself up to be in the place to provide excellent customer service. So that, that statement is true. You provide an excellent product and really, really take care of people and you will never want for clients. But the reality of the matter is, is that getting there, there's a million <clears throat> steps you need to take to get there. So <clears throat> I've always like opted to have this podcast be much, not necessarily like kind of rah-rah inspiration, sure. whatever, but like, hey, maybe you should create a checklist on how to clean your bathrooms. Mm-hmm. And then when you can afford to do so, hire somebody to do it. Because that's yeah. really, that's really what this is all about, is just kind of that day-to-day grind um but anyway okay i want to get to some some uh some business things some things that we got going on um and and kind of along this idea of of setting yourself up with some systems to succeed A, a few months ago clay we were all sort of brainstorming on how do we make the hub platform more robust like what are some things that we can do to really improve upon this thing because we had all of this great content out there and really really valuable courses and templates and we're and we kind of realized like nobody's engaging with this stuff we couldn't figure you know what i mean like we nobody's really putting it into play so we came up with this idea what if we did a game plan and instead of taking this approach of hey we're going to teach a man to fish we're actually going to be like hey Step one, do this. Step two, do this next. Step three, very logical and step-by-step. And I personally have been blown away with the, you know, in our 321Go think tank and and in the on the Hub platform, just the amount of engagement that we've had as a result of creating these, these game plans. And specifically, over the last few months, we've been really talking about fairly technical like we've been talking about landing pages and and paid ad campaign and like just stuff that doesn't tend to not excite CrossFit coaches or CrossFit gym <laughs> sure. owners. But uh, so speak to that a little bit. Like, how have you seen this engagement and excitement sort of swell up from creating these monthly game plans for people? Well, I think we all like we all enjoy learning something new. As entrepreneurs, we always want to be challenged. We don't know. The moment we get uh, just not callous but just bored, then we're that's not good. That's not good. So we always want to be challenged. And I think that's why some of us, so many of us like the fitness, uh, the fitness thing that we're doing. You know, and with CrossFit because it's always challenging. It's always there's always something new to learn or to improve on. You know, once you hit your PR, you want to do better. You want to get better technically, whatever it may be, to do better. So, and that applies completely to business too. I think. So it's it's kind of fun to learn um, to to hear that thought of a landing page or a paid Facebook ad and get like oh you know and that that thought just sits in your brain for probably months 
without you doing anything because it's overwhelming. It just it's too hard to think about. You you maybe you open up your Facebook business manager, you take a look and you try and then you're like, oh, I can't do this. And you put it away and you're like, oh, at least I tried, you know, but you didn't get anywhere. So um, so it's really was a complete miss. But you put it in the back of your head again for another couple months. And then people start talking about it. you're like, All right, I got to get this thing down, you know. And then what what was before was so technical and sort of like this word that you were afraid of, you started to embrace it a little bit because other people were doing it and they were having success. So if they can have success, you can as well, you know. So so it's really cool now. Um, and I'll talk about the game plans that we did. But what we're seeing now is we're seeing not only like people saying, hey, like, how do I create my face first Facebook ad? Now we're getting comments like, OK. I've got three different three different ads for the same program. Do I create three separate landing pages for those ads? I mean, are you kidding me? That's like an intermediate advanced question that they're asking because their mind has shifted from I'm not only going to create an ad, but I'm going to test that ad three of them against the one to see which converts the best, which is amazing. Yeah. Like to be able to see that for a business owner who was maybe a coach beforehand and now they're running Facebook ads testing those Facebook ads against each other to see which one works the best. That's super exciting. So for us, what we were, what we had done is we created this, like you said, this hub with all these courses, but there was no like roadmap or game plan for them to be like, what do I do next? And so just because they've got so much on their plate to have some, just some clear direction, what to do first is super helpful because for me, my my biggest thing is I'm really good at come up, up coming up with ideas. Like ideas are super easy to come up with, but executing on those ideas is where I struggle. So it honestly, those game plans, and I think for you, Matt, and same for Julie, and same for the rest of our team, we're the same way. So we're just looking at ourselves, thinking what what's the roadblocks for us, whether just for in our businesses. And then how can we eliminate those? And we're like game plans. Mm. We let's let's talk about one topic. Like this month, we're talking about landing pages and Facebook ads. And let's create a roadmap or a game plan to say start here, start here. Watch this course. When you're done, do this. Create your first landing page. Second, watch the Facebook Foundations course around paid ads. Okay, sweet. Watch that. If you need to watch it a couple times, no problem. Sweet, you're done. Next thing you do. Don't like forget about it. Create your first Facebook ad. You know, that's it. You don't have to necessarily time together. You just have to do that work, you know. And then once you do that, you'll feel empowered because you've already gotten so far that now it's just time to put it together and you've got your first landing page running to a I mean Facebook ad running to a landing page. One of the first things that we did uh on this theme of of sort of using Facebook as an advertising uh, medium and using blog posts and landing pages and things like that. As I remember a few months ago, uh, we did, uh, we did, we did a webinar for everybody that is on the hub platform and we just sort of showed them, all right, Hey, write a blog post about nutrition, right? The 10 nutrition mistakes you're probably making right now. And so that like, Showing people, hey, it's it's not too complicated. Like, write a list. Right now, everybody listening could probably write a list of 10 nutrition mistakes that most people are making. And I was like, and so we're like, all right, so publish this blog post on your website. And here's how to put in this Facebook pixel. 
And then we're actually going to create an audience of everybody that goes to this blog post. And then all of a sudden, you're going to have 100 people, 200 people, 1,000 people that go to this blog post, and now you know something about them. You know that they're interested in nutrition. And then we can maybe show these people some more blog posts related to nutrition. And then maybe we can connect the dots between their interest in nutrition and your gym. And then you can you know, serve them up an ad that they're very likely to engage with. And I'll never forget that somebody posted on the think tank, hey, my audience just turned green. It went from red to mm-hmm. green. And like that was that meant that like this audience was now big enough to, you know, send something else to. And and I remember that was like, how cool is that feeling of instead of just this idea of a shotgun approach and I'm just like Hey, join my gym. Like, join Clay's gym today. Sure. There's a reason that nobody goes to that ad because it's not speaking mm-hmm. to them. But teaching people to speak the language of their customers, um, to me, was like ah, mm-hmm. like you're getting it. You're 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 sure. kind of and I love seeing gym owners empowered on that level. No, I completely agree. And so that was a big uh, that was a big tipping point for us for the hub because now we can. Um, what we've done is we've taken our 12 months uh, and each month we focus on a particular topic within the gym business and we flush it out. And so what we're doing this first year with the hub is super fun. It's like a, we're, we're creating like a basics, like whether it's around SEO, Facebook paid ads, landing pages, essentials for a website, um, goal setting, time management, um, hiring, um, firing, pricing. Like, so we're building all these things around like the, the, the core uh, principles of a gym and, and focusing on each one of those in each month. So by the end of the year, we're going to have 12 of these and then we're going to go back and, and then we're going to refine them. So after we get a year under our belt, we're going to go back again and make them even better. So add like an inter- intermediate level. So it really gives the gym owner a resource and a platform where they can say, okay, what aspect of my business am I struggling with right now? Okay, marketing. Okay, great. Instead of having to go through the, um, okay, maybe I'm not uh, I'm interested in that, what you're focusing on this month within the think tank and the hub, but... Um, I'm going to go through that on my own. There's a resource there where you can do it yourself on your own that you're not having to wait or not having to go on go online the interweb and search and find a ton of different stuff. You can have one resource for that. So it's been huge. The bigger thing for me that I wanted to share real quick is it's not about one person. And I think the collaboration is super, super important because – as a gym owner, you're on your own. You, you're like this island. You, you maybe connect on like Facebook with other peers and you maybe connect in a mastermind or, or networking group or connect with other gym owners, but you're on your own. So like you only know so much. You can read, you can do all this stuff. But if you can be surrounded by a community of your peers that each, each one of those gym owners is learning something new each day. So they're bringing something new to the table where you can be like, hey, I'm doing this. Well, well, that's really cool. Your sales process is pretty dialed in. Well, hey, I learned this about Facebook paid ads. Hey, I found this little tip around landing pages. So now it's happening. You don't have this one person with all the information. You've got all these people that are making this like pushing this this thing like this ball forward and it's getting better for everybody because everybody gets the benefit from that. 
So just being a part of a community, my my big ask for anybody listening to this is whether you're part of the hub or not, you have to find a community to kind of get behind. And I'm not just, you need to get someone that you're connected with, that you're accountable to, that you can go to for help. Um, because having that kind of help, it's not just one person saying, do this, do that. You've got a team of people behind you that are, that are, that are kind of like pulling the best stuff forward, the stuff that's worked. And that's what is becoming the gold, right? It's not, oh, I tried this one ad and it kind of worked. Like, so you're not looking for that. You're looking for the stuff that's kind of rising to the top from all these people and you're using that as the, the the foundation for how to move forward. So it makes sense. Yeah, that makes complete sense because it's as a business owner, you have to be you have to wear all these hats, right? You've got to be coach. So there's an expectation you are on the sort of the front lines of learning. All right, what is the best programming out there for my gym? What are the best coaching tactics that I can use? And and in a weird way, if you are sort of your own chief marketing officer. You also need to understand like what is next in all of these things. And typically, by the time you know, marketing is not your core competency if you own a gym. It just probably isn't. You haven't dedicated your entire life to it. And so by the time like a marketing principle has trickled down to you, it's outdated. It's it's yesterday's news. So I really do think it is important to have people and I mean at three two one go, we are incredibly fortunate to work with i mean when it comes to to social media marketing incredibly fortunate to work with josh sturgeon who has Mm -hmm. created all of our uh, search engine optimization and our paid facebook ads like this guy lives and breathes this stuff for multi multi million dollar companies and you know he's created these products that we can then disseminate to gym owners so it's kind of one of these things like if, if something's coming from his lips it is it is uh absolutely the most up to date information and tactics and you know and chances are like if if you're receiving this information from somebody who doesn't live and breathe that specific thing every day you're probably getting out of date information you know yeah i completely agree you're right <laughs> uh, and that's a, that's a, it's it's a tough thing for sure i mean you have a marketing person in your gym they're responsible to keep up to date on all that stuff you know but if you do have a team of people or you've got a community of people that are that are fleshing out these things take looking at artificial intelligence which is the next thing like looking at how artificial intelligence can be used for gyms which is what we're exploring right now that that's really really cool stuff and so <laughs> It's it's pretty exciting. I love it. Um, okay, so I want to get I want to get back to that subject, Clay, because we're going to do our uh, momentum mastermind group question of the day. I'm going to do that with you, but I do want to talk about this announcement. So, speaking of like front lines, uh, kind of new things to our industry, this uh, gym owner growth summit is really the kind of the first of its kind that I've seen. In our industry, so I, I'm super excited. We announced it last week, Clay. I'd like to hear a little bit from you uh, about what what are you excited about with this growth summit? I'm excited to be able to <laughs> honestly 
give our clients and 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 other people gym owners that have been asking for this for a long time this you know they've always you've got people in australia all over the world that can't come that weren't able to come to one of our seminars that we put on a couple years ago and so this came from that from a pain point that gym owners were having and something that we were just really kind of like how can we how can we uh, get in front of a lot more gym owners and provide really valuable information um in a very um like a really cool setting that they could learn from, but not just from us. Like we're big believers. We, we just, we don't know everything. There's so much more to learn. And, and, and our opinions aren't necessarily the right ones. What's working for a gym in Park City as compared to New England, as compared to Massachusetts or Florida. There's just different dynamics that are going on. So to be able to hear from different people really, really bright minds in our industry was something we wanted to do. That was something we wanted to put on. And so we felt like, well, I felt like that I'd spent a long time working on building relationships. That has been key to me is just building relationships with other people in our industry, whether they're competitors or not, but just have a really good relationship with people that um, that we could um, really bring them to an environment or to an event where we can have these speakers share what's on their mind, what's going on in the industry, and really provide some solid advice for gym owners. So we came, um, developed this Gym Owners Grow Summit, and we're working hard to put this event together. It's going to be held September 22nd, 27th through the 29th. It's a Wednesday to a Friday, and it's going to be a completely free event for those three days. So during those three days, you can watch. All you need to do is sign up, but it's completely free, and you can listen to the top minds that we've been able to bring together. We have um, Ben Bergeron, which I'm super excited. I have tons of respect for him. Jason Kalipa as well. Chris Spieler, Carl Paoli, Z. I mean, the list goes on from Barbell for Boobs. Um, we, we just have tons of really good minds. And then some of us as well from the 321Go team are going to be sharing. And we've got other people as well. And so it, we're, we're just really excited for this event because I think it's going to be such a valuable resource for gym owners that they can hear from these people in one like setting that they necessarily wouldn't have been able to hear from in any other way, you know? That's that's awesome. And and guys listening, um so if you can't make the live presentation, so it's going to be like a it's going to be virtually it's going to be as if you're at a seminar with all of these people. So Ben Bergeron, Carl Paoli, uh Spieler, CJ Martin, um, we got Hobie Darling, which is he's awesome. I mean, I don't know if many of the CrossFitters out there know him, but this dude probably of all of our uh, speakers has the most Im- impressive resume, and this dude is yeah. awesome. Um, he is awesome. Yeah, uh, yeah. We've got. I, I wanted. I yeah. want to clarify real quick, just so we're. Um, it absolutely will be a really cool event. What we're doing as far as how it's going to run is we're going to be interviewing all of these speakers over the course of this next month, right after the game. So we'll be interviewing them, and we have very specific topics that we're going to have them be talking about. And um, so, But we're going to be asking them questions specific to that topic so they can share their best advice, tips, um, practical insights, and things like that. And so that will be um, recorded and then we'll share those like during each day we'll share those each hour we'll we'll launch another one and make another one live and then our goal is 
Each one of those will be about 30 to 45 minutes that the interview will be. And then right after that is what we, we want to do is a live Q&A. So at that point, that will be live where we want to have that person on there to answer a couple questions that the audience may have. So that's the format. I just want to make sure we're super clear on that. Yeah, absolutely. And if you can't make those live everything will be recorded you can watch it over the three days so if you miss Mm -hmm. you know if you miss somebody talking about a particular topic you wanted to catch but you had to coach a class or something like that uh, you'll be able to hop in and watch those recordings during those three days so super soaked again that's september 27th to the 29th block off your calendars now i know for some reason i don't know if it's just uh people in general or if it's gym owners but we found that people tend to wait till the very last minute to block out their time for these things don't do that uh you know we're about 60 days out from this thing mm-hmm. block out the time now um get people to cover your classes block out the time because it's going to be hugely valuable it is. And the last thing I wanted to share, just a shout out to, but you can go to gymownersgrowthsummit.com to to join the wait list and reserve your spot. When it gets closer, we'll send out a, a specific invite that you can get your login and all that stuff. But I also wanted to get a shout out. We already have three partners that are connected with us. We've got our summit partner, which is our big partner, and that's Affiliate Guard. Vaughn's awesome guy. Um, and so he's um, it, he's part of this, which is awesome. The Philly Guard has done some amazing things for gyms and just their customer service, just like we talked about, is, a, is just top notch. And he's a very dear friend of mine as well. And then we've got Insight Tax, John Briggs, who's also, they are a platinum partner of ours. And they do, are doing some really good things as far as counting and taxes for gym owners. A lot of our clients are connected with them. And then uh, we've got Barbell for Boobs, who's one of our charity partners, and Z's going to be speaking as well. So we're really glad to have them as well. But if you are interested in being a partner, um, you can definitely check that out as well. But um, visit the website, gymownersgrowthsummit.com. I dig it. All right. So, Clay, I want to wrap up these last five minutes. Uh, everybody knows that's been listening to the show. We've started doing a Q&A for the last you know, five or 10 minutes of each show will answer a question that uh, you guys have sent in to me. Uh, listeners, please send your questions, Matt, M-A-T-T, at 321goproject.com. Again, email is always the best way to get a hold of me. I tend to get messages from people like on Instagram and Snapchat and Facebook Messenger. I can't, I honestly, I cannot keep that stuff straight. So listeners, Email me, please. I can organize my inbox much better than like an Instagram inbox. So if you do have questions you want us to answer on the show, matt at 321goproject.com. Clay, this is um, sort of a broad question, and it's something that you and I have been talking about offline quite a bit. And it has to do with email automation. And the question came from our think tank. Uh, Hatchbuck is the software that, that we use internally and for our clients to do, um, you know, customer, it's a CRM, so customer relationship manager. Um, so the question is, does anybody have automatic campaigns um, based off of customer interest? So I go to your website and I'm like, hey, Clay, I- I'm interested in weight loss. And then you put me into a specific campaign for weight loss. Now, here's a question, Clay, um, and it has to do with kind of being on the sort of cutting edge on, on what is happening. We have been noticing something internally. I've been noticing 
noticing something with my email drip campaigns, and that is that engagement and conversion has gone down from these, like gone down tremendously. Now, so can you speak to that a little bit? I, you know, I, for two years ago, I know that everybody was talking like drip campaigns, automatic email, you know, marketing automation was sort of the big buzzword. Now, as more and more I talk to people that are actually experts in marketing, they're like, eh, I think it's kind mm-hmm. of going going by the wayside, this sort of drip email campaign. So I know that I that's not necessarily a question, but more of a broad discussion. Mm-hmm. Um, that So I'd like to hear from you. What are your thoughts? Yeah, uh, I, I'm, I'm with you too. I, I tend to follow my gut when it comes to, because we're in this so much, following, always learning about automation and marketing and emails and all this kind of stuff. And so when I tend to feel like, man, I kind of feel like it's losing its steam, um, my my guess is that's probably pretty, pretty accurate because if that's what everybody was talking about, automation and all this stuff, well, probably a lot of people are embracing that now and that's what everybody's doing. So if everybody's doing it, it's probably not effective, right? So if that's the case, you're getting a lot of drip campaigns your your clients or potential clients are getting a lot of this stuff. So if they're getting a lot of it, then you're just one of the same. And so unless you have an incredibly compelling subject line, your emails are probably not getting read and you're spending a lot of time creating them. You know, so the honestly, from that, it's not dead. Email marketing is not dead, absolutely, but it needs to be a part instead of everything. Mm-hmm. You know, it needs to be a good combination. And so what we're seeing is the shift away from completely automated, but using that in connection with the more personal service. That's what people want to see. And it's not necessarily a phone call because I I can honestly say not many people really like talking on the phone. So getting a phone call like from a gym owner is probably not ideal, but it's part of, again, part of the process. But what else is out there that people are connecting with? And so if you can just put yourself in the mind of the visitor – where are they consuming information? They're consuming it on Instagram, Facebook. Yes, still email. Um, they're still getting phone calls and they're still using their phones for sure. So what would it look like to instead of putting all the focus on email automation to saying, okay, how can we use these other mediums to, to engage people um, in, in a way that works for them? What makes sense? Not a phone call every day for sure. But what about a combination of an email to start off and then maybe a text and then maybe a phone call and then maybe a follow up email? So but very in the in the sense of that you want to help first, you're providing information. Um, but yet it's not just like, oh, we'll just have an email automation and let it go. And hopefully they reply back to us. You know, it just is we're going away from that. And so um, we're looking at now how can we if people summons on your website, how can we have you engage with them right there? in a way that works for them instead of being some spammy pop-up where it's like, hey, you know, it's like, how can we do that in a way that it speaks to their terms, uses their language, but also engages them because they're ready. They're warm. They may not be ready, but they're a warm lead. So at that point, if you engage them there, um, then that that is something that we're exploring pretty, pretty heavily right now yeah. and have some just some really cool things that we'll be rolling out. No, I'm really excited. We we talked before we started recording. We uh, were talking about your son Eli, who is, I mean, this he is on the front lines of this stuff. He's a brilliant, brilliant young man. So I I know that I'm. Uh, he and I were kind of talking about some ways that we can 
integrate these automations with email, but then pull people into a sort of direct messenger kind of uh, experience. And it's it's funny because uh, he and I talked, and right after we got off the phone, I actually uh, was looking at at purchasing some software. And I was on that company's website and got pulled into a direct messenger conversation. And it was weird. I realized after the fact that like the first half of the conversation was artificial intelligence. And then it looped me into a real person. And I didn't even care. I was like, oh, this is delightful. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting there like on a messenger with somebody on my phone with a real human with a name and a profile picture. I was like, man. Ooh, I, like if somebody was looking to start CrossFit, that would be a really dialed in experience. So um, listeners, more to come on that front. It's again, it's this is sort of kind of next evolution of of marketing automation. So we're really excited to begin to have those conversations um, some more. But anyway, so again, to recap, everybody, that 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 Q&A was brought to you by our M3 Mastermind Groups, uh, Momentum Mastermind Groups. So if you're interested in that, 321goproject.com slash M3. Uh, we talked about our hub platforms. We got uh, game plans coming out every month. So again, you can go to hub.321goproject.com and absolutely block off the time for the Gym Owners Growth Summit. It's September 27th to the 29th, uh, gymownersgrowthsummit.com. Uh, you can see the speakers, learn a little bit more. Uh, if you're listening to this and you're interested in sponsorship opportunities, that's there as well. So, uh, good time chatting, Clay. It was nice to catch up. We've, I know. we've kind of been out of the loop the last couple of weeks, so was, uh, I always enjoy chatting with you. Oh, I know. Thanks for having me. You've done a great job, man. All right. Stay tuned, listeners. Uh, thanks for coming to the show. Uh, head over to iTunes. Leave us a review. Uh, again, hub.321goproject.com if you're interested in any of the things we have going on. Mr. Clay Weldon, founder of 321go Project, have a great day. Thank you.